We continue in our daily Bible reading on this Tuesday as we are in Exodus chapter 8, and we're in the chapters that describe the plagues that God sends against Pharaoh in order to get Pharaoh to let his people go, in order to prove to Pharaoh that Pharaoh's not God, that God is God, uh, but also in his patience to continue to work with Pharaoh. I think that's one of the things you have to really see from this is the, the long suffering of God, the long fuse of God, unlike us who are many times short fuse, um, like us who are really easy to give up on people. Uh, God's not going to give up on Pharaoh. At least he's going to show his um, his long suffering and his patience with us too, which gives us hope when we think about those around us or maybe those that we love that, that continue to reject him and push him away, uh, that God's not going to give up on, on them as he doesn't uh, give up uh, or as he didn't give up here on Pharaoh. Now, in the end, God knows that Pharaoh's still going to continue to reject him. So God knows in the end, he's going to harden his heart to make an example, but you and I don't know that. We're not God. We can't see that future. We haven't turned the page of the next day of our life or their life as well. So our um, our goal is always to never, to never, you know, try to decide and say, well, hey, you know, God's going to save this person. God's not going to save that person. Don't even go there. What we need to be doing is be faithful in serving, be faithful in sacrifice, and sometimes be faithful even in being martyred uh, for the faith because we know that God... Um, uh, God wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. That's the word of God. Uh, and God says, Old Testament, I don't take delight in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked would turn and come to me. That's the heart of God. And remember, the heart of God is described in, in for instance, the parable of the prodigal son. He's, he's waiting, he's looking, he's hoping, he's praying. That youngest son comes back, and when that son comes back, he throws a party. His son was dead, but now he, he's alive. He was lost, but now he's found. Uh, and here you see that same heart of God here with Pharaoh. So uh, uh, chapter 7 ended with uh, the first of the plagues. Uh, the water turned to blood, and uh, but yet Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh's heart remained hardened. It says the magician, magicians of Pharaoh of Egypt did the same by their secret arts. Now, whether that was of the magnitude that, uh, uh, that Moses and Aaron did, probably not. Uh, probably a lot of sleight of hand and, and uh, trickery and things like that were used. We'll see them do the same thing with the second plague with the frogs. Um, and, uh, and again, it will look, it will appear like that. Satan's always deceptive. He always tries to mimic God. He always tries to, to, to make us think that he's as powerful as God, but he's not. And we'll see by the third plague, the plague of gnats that we're going to read about in chapter 8, that the magicians tried their secret arts to produce gnats, but they could not. And what did the magicians say? Uh, look at verse 19. This is the finger of God. They recognize this is the power of God Almighty. Um, whether they acknowledge him or know him as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as the true God, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that's another That's another thing because uh, they're all about many gods, um, but they sure see the power in this God. So uh, start at chapter 8 again. Uh, the Lord says, let my people go that they may serve me. And God uh, warns Pharaoh that he will smite him, that we will, he will plague him. Uh, and Pharaoh says no, and so God unleashes these frogs. Look at verse 4. It says, the frogs didn't just come to Pharaoh. They came to him, to his people, and to all their servants. In other words, this was a, 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 a plague of great magnitude. God doesn't do things in a small way. He does big things, and uh, he's going he's gonna to show that he is truly God. And uh, so, but notice again the heart of God in, in verse 9. And remember back in, in chapter 7, God said to Moses, he said, you're going to be like God to Pharaoh, 
And he certainly is. If you look at verse 9, Moses says to Pharaoh, be pleased to command me when I am to plead for you and your servants and for your people. That's God to us too. God says, let me forgive your sins. I want to forgive your sins. Come to me, plead to me for forgiveness, because what I want to do is I want to forgive. And Moses is, is like God there in that he, he tells God, or he tells Pharaoh, let me plead to God for you. And so Pharaoh says yes, and of course, when he pleads to God, and uh, things stop, then Pharaoh changed his heart again. Verse 15, he hardened his heart and would not listen to them as the Lord had already said. Um, same thing with the gnats, uh, with the with the flies, um, the same kind of thing. Although notice something here, and I know there was a question on Facebook to me about did the, uh, did the uh, lack of drinking water because the Nile was turned um, was turned to blood, turned blood red. Did that affect the children of Israel? And and we're not told exactly for sure, although look at this verse in verse 22. But on that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen where my people live so that no swarms of flies shall be there. So maybe that's what God did with this one too. Um, and, and certainly they were in a different part. Uh, they were in the land of Goshen. If you remember, this is kind of interesting. They settled in the land of Goshen because they were shepherds and the, and the Egyptians despised shepherds. Interesting, huh? The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, Jesus is the good shepherd. Uh, he gets rejected. We get rejected when we act like shepherds too. And uh, yet in the end, this rejection turned out to be for their good because God's protecting them. Now I said in the, in the Facebook page, I said it might be that God allowed the children of Israel to also um, uh, uh, be affected by that uh, blood red Nile just to show them that he really was out to save them and if you remember, they had a hard time believing Moses and Aaron and a hard time believing God at first. Now God's going to show them he's going to do it with a powerful arm. Uh, either one of those could be the case or maybe a little bit of uh, a little bit of both. Um, so verse 25, Pharaoh calls Moses and Aaron in again. This is a broken record. Um, and they said, we got you got to go three days journey to go and worship. And Pharaoh says, you can go and worship, but he wants to try to limit them. Um, so he kind of wants both. He wants both things. He wants the uh, he wants the gnats gone, but he doesn't want children of Israel gone too. You can't have both. Um, and in the end, uh, where's Pharaoh going to end up at? Unfortunately, verse thirty-two, he hardened his heart this time also and did not let the people go. The story isn't over. Stay with me. Uh, join you tomorrow on Wednesday in chapter nine.